All right, let's drop this ball. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Let's Get Lost podcast. It is Tuesday, and you will be listening to it today, but I know we're late. We are recording on release day. Yep. But whatever. That's what happens when you have a job. (laughs) Yeah. Danielle went back to work. Um, Me and Lindsay were gone doing a cabin getaway. Mm -hmm. So we didn't have time to record, and we're still doing it today, so let's go. Yeah. Um, yeah, how was your uh, cabin getaway? It was so good. So the first day was weird. I definitely turned into a big-time homebody. Yep, same. Um, this year because of corona. And the weird part is the anticipation of leaving like, made me not want to do the trip, mm-hmm. which is stupid. I'm a world traveler. Mm-hmm. I love to travel, go across the seas, join the military. Like I have no qualms about leaving home ever um it's more now i get like worked up about going into society Mm. and that's stupid so we said screw it and uh two wonderful friends of ours let us go up to their cabin for five days yeah and i wrote three chapters of my book (laughs) so i'm putting it out into the ether but yeah i started a book and i i want to finish it um within a month so have you worked on it since you've been home? No. no I, <laughs> I knew so, that was the answer. I'm still I'm still in um, vacation mode, but it's good, man. I went I set out to write just like a short story, mm-hmm. something to get my mind going, see if I still enjoyed writing. And as I was writing, it came out like butter. like I'd been planning it for months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and butter, exactly. Smooth as silk, man. And I, it was zero effort to write the story. That's so fun. I just kept going and I kept going and it was cool. <clears throat> Before you know it, you've been writing for like two hours and it it just, it was all great because I'm lost in my own imagination. Yeah. And it's cool. It closes out all the world and so I'm enjoying the hell out of that. So stand by for um, the untitled um, book by oh Mark Oh my Gibbs. gosh. We were, I think we were playing, me, uh, our cousin Tyler and Ray Ray and- we said something. There was a quote, and I was like, "That should be the name of Mark's book." Were you there for no, that? No, I wasn't. I don't remember you it saying that hilarious. at all. It was hilarious. I you... don't remember what it was. <laughs> I'm sure Reagan will remember. <laughs> so I once was like, Reagan, that should be the name of your first book. <laughs> once Reagan tells you what it is, tell me, and we'll see if she fits. I feel like you were there for that conversation because it's an well, there and there are two very different things. That's but true. <laughs> um, without spoiling anything at all, essentially, it is a book. Um, that I would say um, is what it would be like if I would have, when I got out of the military, I've gone a different direction mm-hmm. with my life instead of, you know, like successful and kind of just moving on. Um, and it turns into like kind of a cool action um, type story. <laughs> so it's not over the top. It's not like Jason Bourne or anything like yeah. that. Um, and it's not super like depressing or boring. I'm trying to really paint an interesting picture on PTSD while keeping a kind of lighthearted, um, like I said, like action story. Yeah. So I'm excited. It's fun. fun. (laughs) Talking about it makes me want to go type again. So I'll probably get another chapter knocked out, um, at some point in the next couple days. So yeah, but also, so we did that at the cabin. Um, we walked around and literally did nothing though. It was Mm -hmm. the, it was the beauty of doing absolutely nothing. 
And I feel I, like that's what you're supposed to do in the mountains. Like n- nothing in a sense of like you have nothing actually planned. Yes. Like you're you just, just there. do literally whatever. You you're there to do. absorb. I'm there to lean on the like balcony railing yeah. and watch a chipmunk for 10 minutes. Like that's my vacation. <laughs> yeah. That's how I vacation. I love that kind of stuff too, though. You know, I look at a tree and wonder like, uh, could I climb that tree? Yeah. Like that, that's how you know if I'm vacationing. If I'm just standing with my arms crossed, staring into oblivion. Mm-hmm. Well, it also lets you see, like, just the beautiful parts of, mm-hmm. like, life and nature. The So, what's your thoughts here? People say that nature is, like, quiet. It's silent. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally think humans um, have created silence because I don't think silence exists in nature. No. Like, if you're doesn't. in the woods, you're hearing something at all times. Yeah. It may be faint. It may be quiet. Um, it's certainly not like music or a TV, but the sound of like wind mm-hmm. going through the hills and the trees, I could just stand there and listen to that all day. Well, there's literally never a time in the mountains when it's silent. Yeah. There's birds, there's trees blowing in the wind, there's rivers. Animals. There's literally I mean, even walking, anything. like when yeah. you walk. Because you can walk inside a house relatively silent. I can't. <laughs> but well, can't. and I can't. I sound if like a pirate with a peg leg. <laughs> other people, yeah, people who aren't in our family, who don't clob hop around like Clydesdales, <laughs> um, they probably can walk a lot quieter. But even in nature, like if you walk around outside, mm-hmm. it's loud. Mm-hmm. Footsteps are loud yeah. in the world. Um, but in the, the other type of person is the people who like can't stand it. The, right what the quietness of nature oh yeah so they say say they come from like a city or i don't know they just have an uneasiness about mm-hmm. quiet situations um me being one of those people i don't like quiet rooms mm-hmm. i really don't it drives me crazy i always need some type of music in the background one i have tonight is pretty bad so i hear ringing if it's quiet yeah um but two i just don't like it it makes me uneasy <clears throat> you put me outside I don't want to hear anything except nature. Nature noise. I don't yeah. want to hear roads. I don't want to hear your songs. Like people who go on hikes with music on. Mm. Like, are you crazy? <laughs> like, you know, every single step sounds different than the last one, right? Yeah. They all have. Well, their and it's own... also super dangerous <laughs> to have music on <laughs> oh, while you're, you're like yeah, hiking and yeah. shit. Bears That's when Mount dancing yeah. <laughs> behind you. <laughs> I'm real. gonna eat you. <laughs> you're not paying attention. <laughs> See, but like for me with quietness, so my job is very loud. I listen to 30 plus dogs barking for 12 hours a day. So when I come home and you come like walking down the hallway and it's dead silent in this (laughs) room, it's because I've literally just listened to the noise. Have you ever heard 30 dogs all barking at once? Yeah. Well, that's your work. It's, it's, it can be very overwhelming. I've gotten very used to it, but my brain needs a, like my ears need a break from the noise. Well, and that makes sense because um, hearing dogs barking and loud noises and even if it's controlled chaos, you have a biological response. Mm-hmm. Like that is a fight or flight thing. You have since, you know, told your senses, hey, we're good. Mm-hmm. We're safe. We don't need to run, but it doesn't mean that you're not in that scenario of your job at like an alerted um, or a heightened level of alertness. Well, that's how it was when I first started. When I first started and I heard all of that, I was I didn't think I could do it because like I walked into the back and for somebody who's never experienced it, like it's a lot. 
it is very so when we do tours and stuff i always let them know like hey the dogs are gonna get very loud they don't know you they don't like strangers they're, they're, they're gonna behind lose a their fence so they're yeah super exactly brave. so yeah. then a lot of times people think the dogs are just barking like that constantly but it's really because the strangers walking back that they're going absolutely crazy so when it's empty but, back there are they more quiet than yeah so if we don't have if it's just us walking back for the most part they're pretty quiet there's a oh, few dogs really? that'll bark every time you go back there but if we're yeah if we're like cleaning or stuff they don't care that we're going back there really but if we if you were to come take a tour and i walked you through the kennel you being a large man they would poof lose their minds really? and so people try to ask me questions all the time when we're in the kennel and i can't hear absolutely anything so I'm always like, just save your questions until we get outside because I'm not going to be able to hear you. <laughs> so what do you know why that is? Like, is it the familiarity of you? Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden strangers, so everyone's like. Yeah, well, for the for the dogs there is we have so many regulars that they know the routine. So like they know oh, that gotcha. after they come in from group and we're coming in and out, we're, like they're not getting picked up like they're not going outside or anything like that like we're cleaning and stuff like they know this huh they know when it's time to go home certain dogs who usually get picked up at like four if their owners don't get there till 6 30 you can tell they're like where's my own like, they know yeah why am time. i still here well kind of like our dog same deal they yeah. know the routine oh yeah you know Gents, dad yeah. gets home at this time <laughs> cody gets home at this time mm -hmm. so but, how yeah. I would think, though, it would just take one, because, I mean, just like here, one dog starts barking. Oh, yeah. Kaboom. Yep. I imagine it would be the similar thing at work. Yep. So, perfect example, yesterday, um, we have two-hour lunches, and we're closed at that point, so people aren't coming in and out, and so lots of times people will take naps or go home, or mm -hmm. we watch Netflix on the um, computer, yeah. just because two hours is a long time That's a long for, lunch. for lunch. Um, and so I was the only one, well, Andrew was there, but he was in the other room taking a nap, I think. And so I was laying in one of our reclining chairs trying to nap or like listen to my show, but also have my eyes closed and the dogs were completely quiet. And then one dog barked and it, <laughs> I was like, son of a bitch, <laughs> because it was just like an eruption. And I knew exactly what two dogs were kennel fighting with each other. Oh and I was, God. sometimes they'll stop on their own. So I just kind of waited and waited. And they just kept barking. And I finally was like, okay. So I walked back there and I went straight to their kennel. And I was like, lay down. <laughs> and they did. <laughs> so how many times a day do you have to do that? There's like kind of regulate. Few. If they're like like kennel fighting, yeah. Like, yeah, I'll go back there. But if they're just barking for the most part, we just let them do it. Because you're just yelling at them while they're while yelling, they're yelling, at, yelling you. at you. Yeah. But there are a few times when they're all barking and you'll be like, hey. <laughs> and then they'll all stop. And you're like, thank you. <laughs> Just send that energy out into the universe. You do. Man, I love but you it. also have to be very careful when you do it because people in the front can hear you. So if there's like a customer gotcha. in there and you're all, be quiet. They're like, oh, shut no. the <laughs> fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, hi. Welcome to Happy Tales. Yeah. <laughs> but like, obviously that doesn't harm their well, dog at all. But not. it's like that gets to the point where you're like, stop. Well, and it's. <laughs> I would imagine for them, they need a break from their own craziness, too. Yeah, you got to snap them out of it. It's kind of like Scarlet. Like, you have exactly. to snap them out of it or they're going to stay in that intense barking. Because once you, typically, for Scarlet at least, once you break it, she's back. Yeah. It's like, hey, yeah. welcome back. Yeah. So I can just imagine at a kennel just that. Yeah. Level of well, that's crazy. like also like the air horns or something like yeah. <laughs> when the dogs are barking, we accidentally hit the air horn inside. It not only scares the shit out of us, <laughs> it scares the dogs and then it's just silent. 
because they're like, oh. <laughs> what was that? Because <laughs> that's you guys use the air horns if they like start to scuffle yeah. or play too hard or something. Yeah. Like well, because our yards are so big that mm -hmm. if something's happening at the bottom, Little we can only run. Yeah. Here. Wait a minute. <laughs> I can't run for that. You need that. to get like one of those off-road <laughs> rascals. <laughs> yeah, well, my shoes have been, those have been helping a lot. So like at work, I can actually walk oh, good. for the majority of the day. But yeah, the air horns are basically, if it's something your voice isn't going to be able to break up, it because yeah. it immediately pops them out of it. Because well, it's just I like a very one. loud. Well, we couldn't. God, that would give him a heart attack uh. on the spot. <laughs> huh. But yeah, it's a great distraction. Yeah. It has helped us a lot. <laughs> so did you find, especially when you first started, that you felt more tired from work than you should have been? Like from the physical, like, so just from the physical aspect, how would you rate how hard your job is? Not mentally, not only the like lifting, pushing, pulling, physically? walking, that type of stuff physical um it's a lot more physical than most people would think oh, for, for a sure. doggy daycare place because most people they literally think all we're doing is playing with their dogs all day yeah and like that is a majority of our day like that's why we love our job because well, we are playing with your dogs all day but we're also deep cleaning every single kennel that a dog leaves out of and yep. so when we have 37 checkouts and on a tuesday yeah. we have 37 kennels that we have to clean and so cleaning a kennel means you um, they're like stand-up kennels. Like you could walk all the way in it and turn around and everything. So there's plastic, not plastic, but concrete. No, I don't. Metal. I don't think it's plastic, but it's Dirt. like it's like a plastic epoxy. Some I don't, I don't know. know. Anyways, Epoxy's they're walking kennels, and so you have to go in and with a scrub brush, and you have to like with your arm power scrub the Which what is that elbow grease <laughs> oh you just put some ass behind it yeah, yeah. and yeah. you just you have to scrub the walls and some dogs will scratch the walls with their nails because they'll just go like this on the thing gotcha. um and so the black the dogs with the black nails leave black marks all over the walls really yeah and so we have to scrub and those are hard to scrub so you have to like get in there and scrub it i did not know yeah. that oh, yeah. their nails would leave a different color. Mm -hmm. So my coworker, I wonder why that is. One of my coworkers, she has a dog. Uh, her name is Scoober. She boards over Christmas, and Scoob's one of those. So she'll sit there and scratch and scratch and scratch and scratch on her thing. So when you go to let her out on the side of her wall, is just this giant black spot oh, <laughs> from <no>. her nails, <laughs> which like is good for Alish because Scoob doesn't let her clip her nails. So that's oh, a perfect. good way of Scoob filing down her nails. But when you go to clean that kennel, you have to go over it with a scrub brush i yeah. don't know how many times rinse it all off scrub it again rinse it off because it just it sticks to it huh so but not even like we're also clean so we're cleaning kennels but then like i said our yards are huge like, oh at least a quarter mile long yeah so and with dogs you can't just stand in one spot because dogs want to be where the people are so if you're standing in one spot there's 15 dogs around you. That's just asking for chaos. Yeah. Because somebody's going to get mad that they're too close in their bubble. Like, so you need to like walk around. Yeah. So you're literally for two hours in the morning and in the afternoon, you're walking this field just up and down. And it's all on a hill. Yeah. So you walk down, walk back up it, walk down it, walk back I mean, that's up That's a it. lot of steps. Yeah. So when I first started, because I went from Capitol, which was the 
Shipping and receiving. Yeah, the boxing business. Yeah, I just shipped did. stuff. Yeah. Um, to that job, I there was like the first month I almost thought about quitting because I wasn't just mentally exhausted. I was physically yeah, exhausted. Yeah, just the But luckily at that time is when I was going to the gym every day and working mm-hmm. out with Cody. So it kind of just was an extra workout at the same time. Yeah. But now with the body that I have <laughs> and the feet that I have. Yeah. I like I came home last night just after two days and I was like I can't even keep my eyes open I can't even get out of bed I can't even walk down the hallway yeah (laughs) but also too remember your post-surgery recovery um and you're just you're not even close to 100% again so regardless of being out of shape which we all are (laughs) oh yeah you know you're also facing the results of just a sedimentary recovery lifestyle Mm. most people are pretty weak after a surgery that's true you know and that's where like doing the physical therapy or going on the the elliptical or whatever Mm -hmm. slowly but surely you won't be so tired anymore yeah but there is nothing worse than after you haven't done something for a while like jujitsu for me is a good example. Like when mm. I used to do jujitsu all the time, if I would take a break and then try to do it again, it was the most exhausting thing <laughs> yeah. I'd ever done in my life. Oh, yeah. Because you're just, you're tired. Well, you're and your body's tired. not used to no, that. No, it's not. It's a very unfamiliar exercise. Even if you've done it for five years mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you go back and you're tired. You're so tired. Well, it's like Cody because he, so he goes to the gym from when he gets back from Texas to when he leaves again. So yeah. he's, working out constantly for that amount of time but then he's not working out for three whole months so then when he comes back and starts up the gym again like he's sore as all get out uh-huh. he's tired he doesn't want to uh, do it that's why i hate going to the gym yeah it's such diminishing returns <laughs> you, you have know? to put in so much effort for so little payoff <laughs> just to go completely away the second you stop this is true it's freaking nuts <laughs> um but what i was saying back to your job Mm-hmm. was just that mental that mental anguish, right? Like being way more tired than you should be based off of what you did uh-huh. simply because your mind was also at this like constant state of alertness. Mm-hmm. You know, like you come down from that adrenaline rush almost. Yeah. You know, comparing it to like people in the military. You know, they're deployed and they're up for like 48 hours straight mm-hmm. and they're just going. But then when they stop... It's they, you know, it took them two days to do what they were doing, but they're tired for six. Yeah. Because the mental just drain that it took on people's psyche is insane. And same idea with like jobs that have a lot of noise Mm -hmm. or a lot of like repetitive, you know, action or jobs that you could be hurt. You know, think about certain manufacturing jobs where if you get your hand stuck in the machine, it's gone. Yeah. You know, well, like even my job's like that. Like, yeah. you just have to always be, uh, like you said, on alert. Like, we're always listening for a certain type of bark or yes. like a certain type of noise, which means, hey, these dogs are fighting or this dog is hurt or. Is this bark just a bark or yeah. is it something wrong? Oh, is this, is this a play grumble that this dog is making or is this <laughs> dog actually mad? Yeah. And then also at the same time, handling the dogs. Like we have to read the dog's body language because if you don't and the dog is showing you the signs like, I'm going to bite you if you come any closer to me and we completely ignore that, we're going to get bit. Yeah. 
So, like, you can't just go in and be like, oh, come here, dog. You're like, how are you going to handle me handling you? Because some dogs don't handle it well. <laughs> well <laughs> some can... dogs you could scruff across the whole entire yard and they won't make a peep. And then you got the huskies you barely touch and they act like you murdered <laughs> them and their family. <laughs> or another dog that you scruff and it'll turn on you. Yeah, that's a, that's a very common thing, too, because people don't, especially like rescue dogs who didn't grow up with their moms and mm -hmm. carrying them by mm -hmm. their scruffs. They do not enjoy their scruffs being pulled. <laughs> and for those who don't, so the scruff is that extra toughened skin on the back yeah, of dogs. Yeah, that's where their necks. mom carries them. Yeah, and it's where, I mean, you just. It does not hurt it them. It doesn't hurt them. I promise <laughs> you. You can grab them with both hands <laughs> and they're completely fine. It's just like if somebody squeezed your love handles, <laughs> um, but there wasn't really any, or your elbows. Yeah, yeah, it's like pulling yeah. on your elbow skin. It's like pulling that's on exactly your elbow what skin. That's like. that's so if funny. it was the size of your love handle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, one time I had to scruff Desi because. Oh my gosh. Desi is our little chihuahua. Yeah, she's my yeah. little chihuahua. And if you know chihuahuas, you probably shouldn't scruff them because they are just little rodents <laughs> and will lose their freaking minds. But um, it's just my initial reaction. Like, that's the first thing I even think of. But she was in the room, and Eli, our nephew, was in there, and she doesn't like little kids. And I saw her. I saw it on her face and I knew exactly what she was going to do. And she was looking at him and she went to go lunge and I reached and I grabbed her scruff. Didn't hurt her at all, but she started screaming. <laughs> and Cody was like, Danny. Did like you he, pick her up? Yeah, I picked yeah, her up because yeah. I was like, absolutely. <laughs> like I knew she was going to do it. So I just anticipated for it. And she made it sound like I was hurting her. And I know for a fact that I wasn't hurting her. And oh Cody was like, God. oh, my God, you're hurting her. And I was like, I am not. I promise. <laughs> and that's another great, you know, we talk a lot about the the parents of the dogs are much worse. Yeah. Than dog owners are the worst. <laughs> the dogs themselves, because dogs tend to fall into patterns. Like you said, you read the behavior, yeah. you execute and go. Not yeah. a big deal. <laughs> but when the owners are around or the parents, mm -hmm. they're way different. Well, people forget that they're dogs. Yeah. Like even me, like my dogs are my life. Like I literally, like they're my babies. <laughs> yeah. They're everything to me. But I also <laughs> oh, understand geez. that they're dogs and I know how dogs play. I know just everything about them. Yeah. So like when a dog gets hurt at daycare or like they get a puncture on their ear or something because dogs play with their teeth mm -hmm. and their mouths. That's how they play. And then we have certain owners who they can't believe it. Yeah. They just, the I, they just don't understand that that's a possibility. Like it's a very common occurrence when dogs are playing with each other for them to get really? scrapes and yeah. So would you say you find that more from people who have a, a one dog rather than multiple? Mm hmm. So and just like, lack of knowledge. Yeah, they just have one dog. They've yeah. only had one dog at a time ever. Well, they've probably never <clears throat> taken their dogs to actually like go play. They take them to daycare or something like that. Yeah. And then they don't see how their dog actually plays. Huh. And then they just don't believe you. <laughs> yeah, because they're like, well, yeah, because they'll see the puncture and they'll be like, oh, my God, my dog was attacked. And it's like, no, that's like this is a one tooth that went too far in. And that's how a puncture happens. <laughs> well, I imagine it's kind of like with kids, you know, everything's fine. Ninety eight percent of the time. Yeah. But then one of the dirt clods that Joe threw at <laughs> Jeff had a rock in it. 
and it split his it's forehead exactly open. exactly how it is. Typically, we're fine. Yeah. We can throw dirt clods at each other all day and not get hurt <laughs> until the one time yeah. that there's something that will hurt Well, there him. are, like, obviously times when punctures happen from fights. Well, but there again, are still dogs. that's how they fight. Like, yeah. that's what they're doing is they're fighting with their mouths. But, yeah. It's the same idea. Sometimes... And I always kind of go back to dogs for guys, or guys for dogs. Guys and dogs uh, <laughs> is, <clears throat> hey, Scarlet, is uh, sometimes it just gets out of hand. But ultimately, it's not this world-ending thing. No. Dogs bite sometimes. Mm -hmm. Humans fight sometimes. <laughs> and ultimately, as long as they don't die or yeah. get too hurt, it's just part of, it's part of what it is. Yeah. Um, so what is your number one recommendation for people, um, when two dogs are, are fighting? Cause most people don't do it right. Yeah. And they either get bit themselves yep. or they just don't break up the fight. The biggest thing <clears throat> is preventing first. Yeah. <laughs> so reading the dog's language, if you see it's about to happen, do something to prevent it from like happening. Separate the dog. Yeah. Move. Don't let them meet on leash. Like there's a lot of things you'd have to look into it, but there's so many different things you can so prevention. do. Prevention. Prevention. Try to not let it Obviously, happen. Pay attention. You can't prevent all of them because a lot of times it happens without you even Being around. noticing it or anything like that. Um, but the second would be making a lot of noise because noise distracts dogs. Okay. So like if a dog was running up on you and your dog, like if you make a bunch of noise to like scare that dog from coming and then making it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like if a dog, if you're out walking mm -hmm. and a dog's running at you, mm -hmm. you be big and bad. Yeah. And make hey! it. Yeah. Hey, hey, get yeah. out of here, dog. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because okay. that's, you know, a lot of dogs that scares them. Um, or they're like, what the is yeah, going on? So yeah. say the dog, that didn't work. Dog got to each other. Mm -hmm. And cause there's, you've told me before, there's like different levels of dog fight. Mm -hmm. Like there's the, we're scrapping, but mm -hmm. it's not really on yet. And then it's like the shit's on, yep. like it's on, on. So the, yeah, sometimes when dogs are fighting, I did yeah, air, quotes. air quotes, you can't fighting. see that on a podcast. Um, they're not actually making contact with their mouths, with like biting each other. So they're like up going, ah, okay. you know, like. So really verbal. Yeah, very what, vocal. Are they just like necking each other? Or? Basically. Yeah. Or they're like hitting each other with their mouths, but they're not actually like biting, biting down. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then there's that like the fights where they're sense. like biting and locking and twisting and pulling and all bop it, twist it, That's pull the it. level. <laughs> do, 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 do. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. So if the, what was the second one I said? Um, the second, like they're actually biting and oh, making and noise. Was oh the yeah, the like, first one was their yeah. Okay, so deflection. I guess I don't know. Right? Is that what that would be called? Yeah, Maru. <laughs> um, distracting. Yeah, but then the third would. Be... All right, there she is. There's our girl. <laughs> oh my god, the third <laughs> would be um getting the aggressor away because there's usually an aggressor and then one who's just fighting because he's being attacked. Attacked. Okay. Yeah. So Ledoux lots of times is not the aggressor. He's the one that's being attacked yeah. for some reason. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so a big, like you never want to put your hands in a dog fight. So you never want to go for their scruffs or anything. Cause that's where dogs bite. They go oh. for around the neck, yeah. upper part of their body, not so much the lower. So you're supposed to wheelbarrow the dog. So the one that's being the aggressor, the one that's on top attacking the other dog is you got to grab their back legs and swoop them up in the air and pull them backwards. Pull them up and away. Yeah. 
like a wheelbarrow. Like yeah. literally like if you're grabbing somebody's legs to be a wheelbarrow oh, okay, in a wheelbarrow yeah. race, you grab their legs and pull them backwards. So because it throws off the, like they're no longer balanced. So and they're if they're only balanced, they'll on let their front go legs. to try to reclaim yeah. their balance. And they can't, depending on the dog, can't turn and bite you because you're at the back of them. Yeah. Oh, OK. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So you wheelbarrow them away because um, I imagine once the fight is interrupted, they're not overly keen to go back at it right away. It depends. Really? It really depends on grudges? the dogs and the intensity of the fight. So like Ledoux, he's not much of a fighter, but once he's pissed off and in that say you ever Holds see how grudge. he has to yeah. calm down. Mm-hmm. Like there's been times in the hallway where Emma snapped at him or whatever, and she's moved on from it. And Ledoux's like, <laughs> and so That's I literally have to shove dad. him in the room him. and shut the door and like yeah. give him a couple seconds. And then I can let him back out and he's calm. Give him a Snickers bar. Yeah, but other dogs can get in a fight. You break them up, put them back together, and they're playing and best friends again. It's no. just a lot of like Scarlet dogs when they get hurt. That's the reaction. Yep, that's the tick. So like they could be playing just find best friends playing. And then one dog accidentally steps on their foot or bites them a little too hard. And then the other dog reacts to it. And then there blah, 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 blah. it is. <laughs> huh? So how likely is it that a dog fight will result in, if not broken up, will result in a death? Oh God. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. That I'm just one. asking we questions. Don't, yeah, no, we break up the fights before that happens. No. Um, I, it really depends. If you had to guess, if you just had to, based off of how many fights you've probably seen. I would say it. Do you think most likely it would end with like, all right. Yeah. No, a lot of, so I've read that dogs don't fight to kill. They fight to do whatever they're like. Accomplish a yeah, goal. pretty much. That goal not being kill. Yeah. So like if you look at wolves. Like, yeah. wolves don't fight each other to the death. They fight each other until whoever wins, wins. And then they break up. Like, they break hmm. up from it. Like Honor. Yeah. <laughs> Honor amongst <laughs> Till species, Till one backs man. down, yeah. basically. Like, that's how Or runs animal, away yeah. or stops fighting back. One event, yeah, one eventually will. Huh. I mean, I've, for the most part. Yeah. Dogs will fight till the death, but, not like, dogs that, like... I'm sure Daycare and stuff, like, they aren't fighting to actually, like kill each other they're just they're fighting because that's how they express themselves yeah. <laughs> they don't know yeah. about they can't use their words so they just so fight. They use, yeah they fight man so it's all just natural and yeah it is a lot of the things that happen are and we as people don't we apply like it to that our so world. we think what they're doing is wrong yeah. like we talked about this before but everything that dogs are doing is their natural behavior but there's the things that they're doing that we don't like so that's a bad behavior in dogs in our mind for us for us because as a human yeah that would be an unacceptable behavior Mm because we know better yep but we can also talk yep we can say fuck you buddy and not have to bite him on the ear (laughs) to get our point across but it's you, you see it everywhere look at our chickens Look it's, at, yeah, that's everywhere. Even in our ducks, they have like an order of aggression is just part of it mm-hmm. at some point, but not most of the time. Yeah. The chickens, Carl, Sam, it's all everything is done through violence, which is crazy. <laughs> if you think violence is like the universal language of species. But I think it's also like showing it's like for animals it's like, hey, I'm power. Yeah, I'm I can above keep you, you the most um, alive. <laughs> well, yeah, and they have like their little chain mm-hmm. of pecking order. Yeah. Yeah. 
But that's in nature. But think about if they didn't have that. Though. Like before we got be Carl. Chaos. Before we got Carl, yeah. think about how the girls behaved. The that's hens. true. Because without a strong chaos. leader, <laughs> then there's inner fighting. Like, yeah. you know, people, because they lack that drive or that ambition to succeed on their own, they need that strong leader that can be like, yep, I like what he's saying, so I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with being the hen. Some people want to be the cock. Some some people got to be the hen. Okay? If you are a cock, you need to step up and do it right, do it honorably, do it morally, and lead those bitches to success. Yeah. Right? And I just, it's kind of beautiful to think about. <laughs> it really you know, is. There is, because it really, where somebody is weak, somebody's strong, or somebody who is strong in that area will pick them up. Yeah. Like it takes many hens to satisfy one cock. <laughs> so if you had a bunch of cocks running around, nothing would ever get done. Me and Lindsay talk about that a lot, actually. That's, what, like, that's true, though. If everybody thought like you, Mark, nothing would get done. I'm like, well, that's very true. Like, imagine if you just had a bunch of Carls. No, it would be insane. <laughs> nothing, nothing at all would we get done. We should all live like a flock of chickens. We should. Flock of chickens. <laughs> Know if you're a hen oh or a cock. Gosh, that's so that funny. sounds like a Facebook test. You know, those ones just like click here to find out what kind of chicken you are. <laughs> yeah. Are you a hen or are you a cock? <laughs> that's so funny. Oh shit. Well, for being late, um, I'm digging it, man. So oh, I, I oh, go ahead. But, but write it down. Write it down. But I remember No, I won't forget. I remember what I forgot earlier. So we got some feedback. I love feedback. I never really told you or anybody like on the show about this. Cody gave us some feedback about the podcast. Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) We finally got somebody who stopped listening to tell us why they stopped listening. And I dig it because feedback is what lets us become better. Mm -hmm. And I completely a thousand percent agree with what he said. So Cody said he stopped listening because essentially we were just bitching about doing it. (laughs) He said it sounded like it was a chore. Yeah. And I agree because you and I talked about it. Mm Mm-hmm. Like how it was feeling like a chore and et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And a big part of that was, I think, came from ill preparing. When we first started, we were a lot better about writing down ideas Mm -hmm. and getting pumped up. And then we hit a lull. And I feel we're on the upscale again, personally. Um, We made the topics a lot more true, I think, to us. So it's a lot easier to talk about. Um, But two, um, I just, the energy is better with it. So yeah. for me, the reason I brought this up was the feedback. Not so much about the show. Obviously, we ask you guys for feedback, and that's totally fine. I don't expect a lot of interaction. But I do love feedback in the general sense. Mm-hmm. I constantly ask for reassurances <laughs> when I'm doing something or building something or creating something. And it's not so much because I feel like it's not good. It's I want to make sure I'm making it as good as possible. Mm-hmm. Is there an angle I'm not seeing? Yeah. Is there a design feature that maybe I didn't think about? So when I'm like, hey, it, you know, with the the thing we built, yeah. the target thing. Hey, you guys, you see that thing out there? <laughs> you see that thing I <laughs> yeah. built? I'm not fishing for compliments. I'm generally looking for people to be like, um, well, that's cool. Have you ever thought, of, what if you did this? Or Yeah, because people have different thoughts and opinions. <laughs> I love it, man. <laughs> and those thoughts and opinions are what makes things great. Mm-hmm. So... In the I in the essence of a feedback, you should give it more. Mm-hmm. I really do think that you should give people true feedback, um, even if they don't ask for it, as long as you're being polite. Yeah. <laughs> don't just tear people apart. Don't always shit on what like every time someone says, Hey, look at this picture I drew. Well, you kind of got out of the lines on that one. Like, don't do that every <laughs> single time. 
but give feedback to where, like, for example, your projects, mm-hmm. like on that thing. If I thought, oh, it's really cool that you did two colors. Have you ever thought about doing it just in white? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's what she ultimately did. I'm looking at a, it's a thing. <laughs> it's a, a wooden it, sign with a painted horse on it. Painted horse on it. And <laughs> it is all white and it looks amazing white. Yeah. Just the contrast between the wood and the paint it's is super cool. It's a stained cool. wood board with white paint on top. Yeah. yeah it looks pretty sweet. So if Danielle would have gone a different direction, it may have still looked good, mm-hmm. but we would have missed out on the white mm-hmm. just because I would, didn't want to give you some input or some yeah. feedback. So that's all I really wanted to say about <laughs> it was it's important, I think. I really think um, we've shifted how we give feedback to reviews online. Um and because of that, nobody really gives that much feedback in a constructive way in person yeah. anymore. Well, I feel like you should give feedback by saying, like, how you said, like, have you thought about this? Or, like, what about this? Yes. Instead of saying, like, oh, like, I you should have done. done this. You yeah. should say, like, what about, you know, to give, to put that idea in their head to see if they like it. Because ultimately it is, you know, like, for my signs, like, if, if that's the way I wanted to do it, I'd do it that way. But, like then you said... Ex- if you put it in my head and I was like, oh, yeah, that's a great I idea. I like, like that. that better. And it's so much more approachable, too. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, everyone, all of us get defensive when like directly. Um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like confronted. Yeah. You know, like, oh, why'd you do it that? Or actually, that's the right way to say it with a less stink. But just like, oh, I would have done it in red. And, like, that's the statement. That's my feedback to you. Yeah. You'd be like, okay, cool. well, fuck you. So I go make your own. Yeah, bitch. go make your own. Yeah, go make your own stupid <laughs> sign. That's you what did. I would say. Mr. Too Good over here, you red. Um, but if you just, oh, did you think about any other colors? Yeah. You ever think about red? Like, look <laughs> how much better was that? And also, in a way, that would make you actually consider my opinion. Mm-hmm. Because it goes in with a, I'm not as right, or I, I, you don't go in super confident and arrogant, like I'm better than you. Yeah. It's like, dude, you don't even make these things. I've never <laughs> seen you once paint in my entire life. <laughs> exactly. Who are you to give me <laughs> an opinion? Um, so anyway, thanks for the feedback. Next time somebody asks for it, I think you should try to give some genuine feedback. Mm-hmm. Give, tell them what you truly think, even if it's not what they want to hear in a polite way. I agree. We need to start talking to each other again in real life. Well, like even going back to work, like we send out when um, owners pick up their animals, we, they get an automated message saying like, how was your experience? And oh, happy gotcha. tales. The, yeah. And so when Surveys. they fill those out, we see them, we get notifications for them. And so when we see the, like the really good ones, it makes us know like what we're doing is right. And then when we see the bad ones, I reach out to those people to try to wow. see what we could have done differently or like what specifically they weren't happy about. Mm -hmm. Cause like, and ultimately we wouldn't have a job if it wasn't for our customers. So we want to keep our customers happy and also be proud of the work that we're putting in. Within reason. And yeah. yeah, And feedback is a great way to do that. But then you also get some people, like you said, reasonable, you get some people who send a survey back and you're like, their door handle was sticky. One star would not recommend. It's like, are you kidding? We are a dog place. What does a sticky door handle have yeah. anything to do with? Yeah. And that's another stupid part is a lot of people don't take the time, myself included, to uh, give a, like a good review. Because mm-hmm. it's it's easy not to. If you're happy, you don't 
particularly care if you're heard. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's happy. It's good. But if you're pissed, <laughs> if you're pissed, you want someone to listen. Yeah. But, like, for me, when I have good experiences places, I will leave them a review. Yeah. Like, the one time I had that problem with my tire in the Jeep and discount was closed. Oh, we love discount. Whatever the um, tire place was. I don't remember the name of discount it. Discount tire. No, they were closed. So oh. I had to go to a different place. And oh. they got me in right away. They did, just were, were really great. So I left them a review. I was like, this was a great experience. Yeah. So here you go. Well, kind of like <laughs> Wizard Cooper. Oh, the, <laughs> chiropractor. the chiropractor. Yeah. Yeah, I need to leave him one. Yeah, I mm. left him a good one. Did um, you? Did you I call did. him a wizard? I did call him a wizard. <laughs> I said I was touched by an angel today or something like that. Um, I So I'm a big talker um, and... I get excited about things, so I'll put it out, and then I won't follow up. I asked him to be on the podcast, and he totally agreed that he yeah. would. Well, he said November. It's still November. Yeah, I just I haven't done it yet. I haven't called Do and it. followed up. I want to because he's great. He's a active release therapy mm-hmm. um, Cairo, mm-hmm. and um, we're still working on we're Danielle's. Getting there. <laughs> we're still working on Danielle's feed, but I yeah. myself have had a life-changing experience he's made yeah the rest of my body has been great it's just these uh devil feet that i have we'll get them man we'll exercise i mean even there i'm pretty sure there's been three exorcist movies so it takes a (laughs) while to get rid of that demon uh the thing Uh. is it's so frustrating because like there have been huge milestones in like the in your recovery in the recovery but then there's also been just these days where I literally can't even walk down the hallway. Mm. Like I'm tiptoeing. I've gotten to the point where I've tiptoed on the ball of my foot. Or what is that? What that's yeah. called? Um, ball of your foot. Yeah, because I can't put weight on my heel. So I have a callus now on this part of my foot because that's not usually how I walk. Loma's so ballerina. Over yeah. Here. <laughs> so oh. it's a it's a real roller coaster and it's very frustrating because I do believe what he's doing is helping. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like. This is not how I should, like, there's no way this is how my life is supposed to be intended. (laughs) Just right now, apparently. (laughs) It is weird. It just is strange. It is. I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I almost feel like my, like this whole thing that connects your Achilles and then your plantar and like this whole thing. I feel like it's almost too short or something. And that that's why it's so tight and I can't bend my foot. But like, what do you do for that? Can you stretch those muscles? Yeah. You can absolutely with over over time as one he does his stuff, mm-hmm. but you do what you're supposed to do with like you know how you roll back your yeah, stretches you and it. then you know it's constant. There's certain things mm-hmm. that unfortunately people have developed because of the way their body grew, mm-hmm. and it's something that's going to be like my th- my th- my esophagus is a great example. Yeah, that's I true. was born with a janky esophagus. <laughs> it's been the burden of my life for my entire life, and it will be the burden of the rest of my life. I've come to accept it, and I do what I can to mitigate, you know, my GERD and stuff. But I was born with a hernia. It's just the way God made me, right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it might be the same deal with your feet. You might have a short something, and to be normal, you have to just do above and beyond what the rest of us have to. I have been doing, so he told me to soak my foot in Mm -hmm. Epsom salt 
Um, but we didn't have any Epsom salt. <laughs> I bought a foot bath. This thing is friggin' amazing. It heats the water. Looks like it has it's from NASA. Bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> it has these little rollers on, which I think have been helping a lot. Yeah. Because like he says to roll the heel to break up all that scar tissue and everything. So it's got these little plastic rollers. And so I fill it up with water and dad got this like CBD yep. bath. The bath salt. salt. Yeah. yeah. Just um, a foot soak basically. Yeah. And so I've been putting that in there and... Last time I did it, I was able to like walk like a normal person mm. down the hallway for about an hour, and then that was it. That's a but lot I think a big hallway. thing, well, I, back and forth. I folks. just I say the hallway because that's usually where I first start walking, yeah. and so that's where I pay attention to if I can put my foot if down the foot all hurts. the way. <laughs> yeah. So the foot soak's been helping. Yeah. It's a process, man. That's ultimately <laughs> what it is. You are trying to repair years upon years of damage to your feet. Yeah. And um, because you've made some progress, we just want to make all the progress. And healing takes forever, man. Mm-hmm. Forever. Like hip replacements, you're out for basically like six to eight months until you're at a point of normalcy mm. again. Yeah. Casey's dad had hip replacement surgery, and he left the hospital like the same day and was trying to go to work. He's a very stubborn man. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, he was ready to go the next day. Like, I mean, he probably wasn't supposed to. Well, <laughs> I didn't say you couldn't move for six to eight months. <laughs> I said you're not back to any type of normalcy. No. Some people have amazing pain tolerances. Yeah. Me. And honestly, <laughs> think about how much you could handle if you weren't already at your maximum with your feet. Because yeah. look at how much pain you're in in just the general sense of the word. Every day. Every single day. <laughs> then you still manage to help with the chicken coop and do shit like that. Yeah. You know, and so that right there alone shows that you are handling so much more than most other people who they stub their shin and they cry <laughs> and lay on the floor. Because mm-hmm. they've never experienced pain before. It's kind of funny. Me and you are talking about a lot of shit that me and Lindsay have been talking about. <laughs> is... How exposure is just so important. Mm-hmm. The exposure to things make you realize they're not so bad. Yeah. And it's literally, it, it's that rule applies to everything in the world. Anything that is bad. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you're scared of something, being exposed to it makes you less scared of it. Yeah. If you're allergic to something, I guess that would be the exception. <laughs> but they have been shown actually that um, as we keep... Uh, reducing peanuts exposure to peanuts especially in children um that the number of those who are allergic to them are going up Mm. so lack of exposure is making people allergic to peanuts i will say though there are some things you can you can expose yourself to and still be afraid of like me and flying like i've been exposed to flying but it doesn't conquer you (laughs) i'm not saying the fear goes away Mm. because we've talked about this yeah it's your ability to conquer that fear becomes much greater. Yeah. I mean, talking again about uh, military people, okay? The first time you get deployed and you go over to the, the bad parts, um, use your own political beliefs to see where those are. <laughs> you go to the war zone, right? And the first time you get mortared, I talk, this is purely secondhand from I've never um, been mortared. I don't want to take false credit. Um, But you get mortared and you dive for the fucking ground, scared out of your mind because you think you're going to die. Yeah. The 25th time that (laughs) happens where you get mortared, you slowly grab your food (laughs) and your drink, slide under the table, (laughs) eat your sandwich and laugh about how you might probably won't die. 
Yeah. Right? So he's not less scared. The threat of death is equal to day one. Yeah. His ability to no longer be dictated by the thing that is making him him fearful Mm -hmm. is what that exposure granted. Yeah. Because it's 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 just we're not as fragile as we like to think we are. Mm -hmm. We have an amazing ability to overcome adversity and trauma and we need to stop trying to convince people that they can't. Yeah, we really do because we can. No, it's true. Like I know personally one of my best friends has lived through an insane amount of trauma. It just from everything under the sun that you could ever possibly think of. And she's still a functioning adult. Smiling, funny, still wonderful. Hangs out with all of her friends. Beautiful person. Yeah. Like everything. Like you wouldn't (sighs) see her and be like, she's gone through some shit. And if anybody (laughs) could justify, and I'm not, this, this is all in good, um, nature but if anybody could justify giving up it's it would be her yeah or her family yeah but they didn't no and i thank god right yeah. way to persevere it's because true. one you we need you <laughs> to persevere because we love you but two it, it's a it's a beacon it's hope yeah we need hope in this world more than anything else yeah and people like her and we're, I don't know if we're not name dropping on purpose, but people <laughs> like her, because not our story yeah, to tell. Yeah, I don't want to throw people's business yeah. out there. Um, they, they should inspire, and they do inspire. She knows they who make, she is. Yeah, yeah, she does. <laughs> um, they make movies about it. Uh-huh. They make movies about people's lives like That's this. True. They couldn't make movies if you blew your head off. Well, like the movie <laughs> you guys were talking about with, Co- or, yeah, with Cody, The Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah, The Pursuit of like, Happiness. Like he literally went through hell yeah oh, and he love that still movie so much. persevered and never gave up and if he would have given up hit that story well <laughs> would have been completely different <laughs> yes it would have <laughs> yes, um but again it wouldn't have been an inspirational story yeah. it would have been a story about a guy who hit bottom and gave up yeah box well, office like, stuff people like her like they show you that you can go through this heartache and you'll come out okay yep. doesn't mean you're not going to still be sad doesn't mean that the loss of somebody or, or the, the pain isn't there yeah but you can still move on from it and still smile live and be happy your happiness will come back yeah and that is the type of realization that everyone needs to know yep is a year feels like a long time until you've lived for 80 of them yeah. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah. And when you're a kid, especially, you know, you've only been on this planet for 15 years. That means you only have 15 years of perspective. So that means typically things matter a lot more than they really should. Mm-hmm. And that's okay because perspective is everything. The The reason I bring that up is the lesson in there, though, is you allow them to feel what they need to feel while reminding them that it's going to be okay and you need to be better because of this pain. Mm-hmm. Do not protect them from the pain because that needs to happen. Protect them from the pain controlling their lives. That's yeah. my advice as a, as a non Well, the way I see it is like imagine them <clears throat> never having to go through any kind of heartbreak mm. or heartache or anything, any kind of traumatic yeah. experience until they're alone. 37. Until they're alone. Yeah, or even 37 years old. Like, yeah. And all of a sudden their mom passes away or something very Someone traumatic bre- their first love breaks their heart happens in their life get cheated they're not on. gonna know how to deal with nope. that tip and because of that like a child 
right? Who hasn't been exposed, who hasn't, doesn't have that luxury of perspective. What do the children typically do? They get mad mm-hmm. or they become inconsolable. They lose their mind. They go on a tam- temper tantrum, whatever. They yep. freak the fuck out <laughs> because they're a kid. They have no perspective. They, they think the world as I know it is over. <laughs> I will <Yeah>. never <laughs> recover from hitting my head on the corner of the door. I am dead. I will die after I stop crying. That is the perspective of a child. <laughs> And if an adult does that, here's the difference, though. An adult, an adult can drink too much liquor and die. Mm-hmm. An adult can get in a car and drive it through their ex-lover's front door. Mm-hmm. There's the problem. Babies can throw things Babies at can you. fall and make a lot of noise <laughs> and throw stuff. Okay. <laughs> I'd much rather have a baby be my biggest problem. And then once they're capable of locking or cocking the shotgun, that they're a little more okay with heartache or pain or suffering or coping mechanisms. Right. So (laughs) it's just wild. It's just crazy. And again, as a non-parent, I'm not saying I got all the answers. I'm just saying I know. Well, from experience. From experience. Because I've dealt with adults who were children because Mm -hmm. they had never had their heart broken until I was sitting with them in the bathroom of basic training, convincing him not to walk out of the military because a girl broke his heart. Yeah. And I, dude, this ain't, nope, you're about to throw away way more than you realize for a girl. Because you can, you've experienced that and you can can walk him him through it and you can help him through it. So, people need man. people to help each other through things. And I couldn't have helped that guy if Demon Whore wouldn't have <laughs> broke my heart. <laughs> That's true. I felt that pain. <laughs> I did some things that I would I'm really glad didn't work out. But without <laughs> all that perspective, without that life experience of pain mm-hmm. and healing from that pain, that dude would have thrown away his life. He yep. would have gone to jail for being AWOL. It Oh yeah, that happens. Yeah. Yeah, you can't just quit the military. <laughs> you are in. You so sign. So how long do you, you go to jail for? It depends. It totally depends. And here's the best part. Um, in the Army, and I think in the other branches too, but I know for a fact in the Army, not only can you go to jail, they can force you to finish your contract after you serve the amount of time that in jail that you were... Um, uh-huh. Oh no, oh, it went sneezer away. <laughs> um that so say you get you beat your wife, they put you into your you sign up for four years, mm-hmm. beat your wife while you're in the, the military. Um you go to jail for two years. Okay. You've been in for two, you'll serve two in jail, and then you'll serve two more if they want to keep you yeah. at the end. But so they, they yeah. have the right to. <laughs> so you sign for four, you served six, two of them were in jail. <laughs> Because <laughs> oh, they man. have their own justice system. Yeah. Yeah. UCMJ. Own, yeah. United or United uh oh I should know this. Code of Military Justice. I think it's United <laughs> States Military Code of Justice. UCMJ. Um and you can get double fucked. So not only could you beat your wife in so say you're in public. I don't know why I'm stuck on beating your wife. <laughs> Just typical in the military, as much as I hate to say it. Um you're at a bar. She, you out, you order a seven and seven and she brings you a vodka tonic. So you give her one of the back ones. <laughs> Somebody sees that you get arrested. You get charged in civilian court 
punished, get to pay, pay your fees, whatever it is. Yeah. And then you get in trouble in the military court because there's no double jeopardy. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, there's that. Where have we gone? I think we can recap we this talked now. About... This is all over. This has been great. Yeah. Talked about my work. A lot of dogs. How to uh, prevent and handle dog fights. I love it. <laughs> You're welcome. I was digging it, man. That was cool. Wheelbarrow yeah. mode. Will prevention. Prevention, 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 prevention. That's a huge thing. Pay attention, idiots. Know your dog. They're not humans. <laughs> know their signs. Should I stop calling them idiots? Who? <laughs> Our listeners? <laughs> I mean... Uh, I think they know I'm not talking about them. <laughs> yeah. If you're offended, you might be an idiot. <laughs> um, yeah, dog fights, how to prevent them, how to encourage them. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, 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 no. Military stuff. Yeah, military, writing a book, oh, a little um, vacation. Traumatic experiences and how to deal with them. Oh, man. And the coup de grace was definitely exposure. Yeah. Protect your kids from the fallout, not the bomb. Yep. Yeah, Emotions I'm sticking are with that. Okay. <laughs> Emotions are okay. Feelings are okay, but they should okay. never dictate your decisions. Mm-mm. Emotions are meant to be felt, not followed. It's a big thing I say is like, it's okay to be sad and it's okay to feel this way. Take the time you need to feel that way. Pull yourself together and move on. I love it. That took me a long time to learn because I had a major heartbreak when I was young and it stuck with me for a very long time and even still somewhat to this day still. But I have done that same exact thing where I have learned that it's okay and everything will be okay and you can move on from it and that it doesn't define you yeah it doesn't dictate who you are no you are not the girl hold on i was gonna (laughs) drop your shit one sec i don't care (laughs) okay um you are not the girl who got cheated on you're a girl who had a shitty Mm ex-boyfriend and moved fuck on yep that's the girl that's the sister i want Mm-hmm. Right. I don't want the sister who was defined by the bad act. Mm-hmm. I want the sister who had the bad act and then moved forward. Well, also imagine if I took that with me through every single relationship. Like I you'd wouldn't sabotage. trust anybody. Yeah, you'd sabotage every relationship. Yeah. Every relationship after the shitty one is brand new. Mm-hmm. People need to learn that. Well, the hardest thing for me was to learn that not every single person is going to be like that. Yeah. Like it, it don't it, for a while, like even between me and Cody, it took me a long time to understand and know that you can actually trust somebody <laughs> and they won't hurt yeah. you. Exposure. Yeah. And like it could have ruined me and Cody if I would have kept those feelings of like he's just He's going to hurt yeah. me. And like that would have ruined everything. But I. I literally had to stop and tell myself, this is somebody completely different. He's not going to hurt me in the same way. He's a different person. Yeah. Like, you can't, it's not fair to think every single person is going to hurt you the same way that one person did. Yep. That's and that's why you move it. on, but you learn the lesson. Mm-hmm. You don't set yourself up to be fucked the same way you were before, yeah. but you don't assume the next person is going to fuck you. There's nothing wrong with being cautious and protecting Smart. yourself yeah. but also you have to be able to give people a chance you shouldn't need to look at somebody's phone even if the reason you're looking is because somebody else was cheating on you before yeah until that person gives you a reason to mm-hmm. not trust them 
You should. That's the biggest thing. Cody has said that to me many times. He's like, have I ever given you a reason to not trust me? Yep. Never. Yep. Never once. The sec and I say that to Lindsay too. That's mm -hmm. how you know you got a good one. Yeah. Have I ever let you down? Have I ever done anything for you to not trust me? Yep. The second I do, you you are completely justified. <laughs> you can do it. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> you can put a chip on my butt. I don't care. But until then, until I do something to to earn this distrust, you need to trust me. Yep. I got nothing to hide, but I also don't want to not have the ability to hide, if that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I don't know what you mean. So, for example, and we'll, we can wrap it up with this. So, for example, I want to do a do a part, uh, like a surprise, right? Oh. And I, for that, need to be able to keep some secrets yep. from communication from my phone or whatever. Mm -hmm. Okay. I should be able to do that mm -hmm. because you should trust that whatever secret I do have is not a bad one. Yeah, I agree. That's what I mean by yeah. you should be able to have secrets if your person trusts you. Yeah. But don't give them a reason not to. Yeah, that's true. Like, put it this way. If Cody said, hey, don't look at my phone because I there's something I don't well, want you to see. Secret. Well, I know, yeah. but... Just if it, cause like, I guess you and Lindsay are a better example because she of the is. business that you do, she's on your phone all the time. Constantly. Right. It's like me and Cody was a bad example. Cause yeah. you could give a shit. <laughs> all, of, all of his yeah. phone is all hunting stuff and doesn't pertain to me at all. But Lindsay <coughs> is on your phone a lot for work. Yeah. And so like, say you were setting up something with me and I texted you, Lindsay <laughs> would see that text message. She absolutely would. <laughs> and she'd be like, Oh, well, <laughs> But one thing that's cool about Lindsay, if, say, for the week or whatever before the surprise, mm -hmm. I start not letting her use my phone, mm -hmm. she would not start, like... Freaking out. Freaking out. Yeah, she would probably just assume it. I was up to something mm -hmm. and wait until I gave her a better reason to question the behavior. And that's the beauty of being in a healthy relationship. Oh, man. It's so great. If you have any amount of untrust between the two of you. Mistrust. Mistrust. Yeah. Untrust isn't a word. I don't think so. Okay. Well, mistrust between. Reagan will let us know. The two of you. <laughs> it's not healthy. It's not, man. If like... you can't trust the person you're with, you either need to work on it to get the trust there or move fuck on. Yep. Because, like, I see those. <laughs> everyone laughs at them. I see those memes on the book, the Facebook. <laughs> Where people say, like, oh, when if your guy reacts like this when you have his phone, you know, you got you can't trust him or something. And it's <laughs> like there's like holes in the door, or like she's pinned down and he's like reading her phone. Yeah, it's that is the dumbest <laughs> in the world thing I've ever heard in my life. If you if that's how you feel, yeah. who you text and let me look. Yeah. We are done. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, what a what an exhausting way to be in a relationship. I agree. Man. Been there, done that. No, no thank you. I haven't, and I can't imagine. <laughs> and just for a little brutal honesty, I've been a person who had to not let people look at my phone because I was dating a bunch of girls at the same time. Mm -hmm. it, and I say dating because I was a little whore. <laughs> I never had a girlfriends at that phase of my life. I just had girls that I knew would be upset if they found out that I was dating more than one person. And I'm not proud of it, but I never lied. I just had secrets and I hated it. It's mm -hmm. a stupid way to live. It's a stupid way to live. 
It's yeah. exhausting. Yeah. And let me be clear. I did not cheat on these girls. They, I just... Well, there's a difference between dating and a relationship. Exactly. I was not in a relationship with any of them, but I also didn't disclose that I was dating more than one girl at a mm. time. It was just dinner and just, I don't know, dating in the aspect of what people used to date. Yeah. Just, we would go on dates. <laughs> yeah, like a relationship is you are with this one yes. person. We have defined are... our terms yes. in exclusivity. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel about that. Yeah. So that's my uh, <laughs> thoughts and opinions. So don't be a cheater, you cheater. Yeah, cheater don't sins. be a cheater, man. <laughs> if you're going to cheat or if you feel like you want to cheat, just Leave. be single. Leave. Just be single. Make it that much easier on yourself and be single. Yeah. Because <laughs> being single is great, especially right now. You got Tinder, Bumble. Actually, there's probably a billion more. Those are the two I know of. Uh, catch a fish or whatever catch the hell they're called. Skin Farmers a fish. Farmers only. Christians yeah. only. Chickenfeather.com. Christianonly.com. Oh, Farmers yeah. Farmers only. Yeah. You don't have to be lonely anymore. At farmersonly.com. <laughs> so get out there, get to swiping, and we'll see you guys on the next one. Thanks for your patience. Bye-bye. <laughs> and as okay, always... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and as always... Peace out, Girl Scout. <laughs> yep. Later. <laughs>